Hey legends, welcome along to Skim Me Up Body. I am your host, Rodney Stewart. We're getting into another little chat on Star Trek. This is uh, the Carbonate Maneuver from Season 1 of the original series. It's the 10th episode and a genuine, genuine treat of an episode. That's probably at this point, it's probably been about 20 years since I actually sat down and watched this property back to back. Uh, from start to finish, I should say. And honestly... It is fantastic. Um, at the beginning of the episode, the Enterprise, it's out on its third day of star mapping, and uh, Lieutenant Navigator uh, Dave Bailey spots a large spinning multicoloured cube floating in space, and he advocates attacking it with the phasers, but Kirk instead orders the ship to back away from the object. The cubit starts to pursue them, and begins emitting harmful radiation but uh, Kirk reluctantly destroys it he was hoping always oh, been the explorer he wants to learn as much as he can about the stuff that they encounter now most people whenever they think back in the original series of Star Trek there's always the we come in peace shoot the kill <laughs> Kirk always seemed to have that reputation whenever people were talking about the, the series but he's not so much that if you actually sit down and watch it properly there is some good comic moments in this episode with uh, Dr. McCoy. At the beginning, he's also tricked Kirk into finishing a medical for a change. You know, there's a, a red alert sort of situation going on on the bridge. And if Kirk knew that, he would jump up and leave straight away. But McCoy doesn't tell him, lets him finish off the exercise that he's running him through, of course. Kirk isn't happy with this and heads off to the bridge and this is where everything happens with this uh, giant cube that he ends up destroying. Um, after that, he has the crew running simulations to bring their response times up in case there's going to be any more encounters. He felt that during this first encounter that you know the response times weren't as high as they could have been and uh, why the crew is running through these simulations he's in his quarters getting lunch mccoy's there again there's a couple of good comedy moments with mccoy and uh yeoman janice rand <laughs> she is fussing over kirk he's getting really agitated and annoyed at her and mccoy jokes that you know kirk's like if i get hold of the person that give me a a female yeoman I'll break his neck essentially. Probably a bit on the sexist side for its time, but uh, McCoy jokes that, you know, do you not trust yourself with her? And Kirk delivers one of those great lines where he's already got a female to worry about. Her name's the Enterprise. So, uh, you know, that's, that's the ship first, you know, duty first with Kirk. Um, though he does love to chase the woman, let's just say. Um, while all this is happening, a gigantic glowing sphere approaches the Enterprise, following the entire bridge view screen. This thing is huge, it's massive. And, you know, even at the lowest magnification, it's still following the screen. Commander Balak, Balak, identifies his ship as the Fasarius, this huge ship, 
the flagship of the the Forced Federation, uh, explaining that the destroyed cube was a border marker. Balak ignores Kirk's greetings and announces that he will destroy the Enterprise for trans for trespassing under the Forced Federation territory and destroying the marker boy. Uh, so this guy is holding all the cards right here. He's you know outclassed the Enterprise in every way possible. And he, he basically gives Captain Kirk and the crew ten minutes to pray to their deities. Uh, Spock obtains a vigil of Balak, a blue-skinned humanoid with constantly shifting facial features. Billy succumbs to hysteria and Kirk orders him off the bridge. Uh, he's freaking out. He's like 10 minutes away from death. Can't handle it. And uh, Dr. McCoy rebukes Kirk, arguing that Billy's outburst was a result of Kirk putting too much pressure on him. This was... McCoy feels that Billy was coming up the, the chain far too quickly. And, you know, Kirk has taken an interest on him. But uh, the pressures have been on the bridge and everything they're dealing with is just too much for him. So, uh, you know, McCoy isn't happy with this. And he's pointing out that he warned Kirk of Billy's condition ahead of time. The argument inspires Kirk to try bluffing Balak. He tells Balak that the Enterprise contains carbamite, a substance that automatically destroys any attacker, and claims he has a little regard for the fact that the Enterprise would also be destroyed in the exchange. While Kirk waits a response, Bailey returns the asks for permission to resume his duties, which Kirk grants. Uh, Balak demands proof of carbonate's existence. But when Kirk refuses, he pretty much, you know, playing uh, poker with this guy across the the region of space between the two ships. Like, you know, it's just like, you know, each person's calling the other's bluff or trying to do that. Um, where are we at in my notes? You're going to have to get used to this, guys. If you're listening to one of my podcasts, I tend to lose my place very quickly in the notes from time to time. Um, okay. While Kirk awaits the response, Bailey comes back onto the bridge. Kirk grants permission. Uh, Balak demands the proof carbonate's existence. Kirk refuses. But Balak does not destroy the Enterprise. Instead, a small tug ship detaches from the Fusarius and tows the Enterprise deep into the First Federation space where Balak states that he will turn the crew and destroy the Enterprise. Uh, initiating that the tug ship's tractor beam cannot be as powerful. Uh, did I, did I use the wrong word completely there. Kirk reckons that the, the tug ship's tractor beam cannot be as powerful of, as that of the Fusarius. So Kirk orders the Enterprise to engage the engines at right angles to the, their course. Just as its engines are about to explode from the overload, the Enterprise breaks free. This apparently disables the alien vessel. And as the crew picks up a distress call, which its smaller ship does not answer, so this giant ship 
there's nowhere near Enterprise or this little tug vessel at this point. But the, the little vessel is, you know, in trouble. And uh, obviously Kirk and the rest of the crew don't really understand why such an advanced vessel isn't responding as quickly, you know, through everything that they've been through so far. This thing just seems to be advanced beyond them. Uh, they're recognising this may be a trap. Kirk, McCoy and Bailey form a boarding party to render assistance to this tug ship. You know, after everything that's happened, you know, they were going to be taken, imprisoned, the Enterprise destroyed. It's their explorers at the end of the day, and they need to try and, you know, make a, like a first contact scenario here. They beam over and discover that the, the Balak and their, their monitor was uh, a dummy. That was a fake uh, creature. It was designed by Wa Chang. Uh, let me just click on to my notes see who this guy is. He's a, he was a Chinese-American designer, sculptor, and artist. With the encouragement of his adopted father, he began exhibiting his prints in watercolors at the age of seven. The highly favorable reviews. Chang worked with Sloan in several theater productions in the 1940s. Uh, they briefly created their own studio to produce films. He's later known in life for his sculpture and the props he designed for Star Trek, the original series, including the tricorder and communicator. I love the internet, looking up all this random stuff. But this creature of Balak, you, you see him in the credits of each episode. He pops up there. Uh, he almost has that kind of like alien grey sort of a design to him. But he's blue and whatnot. Uh, the real Balak, looking like a hyper-intelligent human child, enthusiastically welcomes him on board and explains that he was merely testing the Enterprise and its crew to discover their true intentions. As Kirk and the rest of the guys relax, Balak expresses a desire to learn more about humans and their culture and suggests they allow a member of their crew to remain on a ship as an emissary for the Federation. And Bailey happily volunteers and Balak gives them a tour of the ship and that's where the, the episode closes out. So, uh, Nice little happy ending, but it's one of these really tense episodes in the middle of it there, whenever they're faced off in space, and everything seems lost. They've got ten minutes that are going to be potentially destroyed. And it's just, it's good character work in this episode. And uh, the little guy at the end of it, uh, Balok, the real version of him, this small humanoid child, is Clint Howard, uh, brother to... Actor and director Ron Howard, Richard Cunningham himself, his little brother, was in this episode. Uh, and uh, yes, I really did enjoy it. Let me see what sort of other details we've got here. In 2009, Zach Hanlon of the AV Globe gave the episode an A rating, describing it as the original series at its best, gripping, well paced, thematically coherent. And nothing, a note and an ending. The ending's note of optimism. Uh, I agree with that. 2009 Science Fiction Now ranked this the sixth best Star Trek episode of the original series. Uh, it seemed to have a good response all around this episode. And just like the, a lot of the stuff in the original series. Particularly season one and season two. There's a lot of good stuff in there. 
season three had a few I don't want to say disasters but some questionable episodes but we'll get to them in due course but I'm loving it I'm absolutely adoring getting into Star Trek again uh, as I said in a previous podcast I am a lifelong fan of the show but uh, I'm very at this point I want to be self aware enough to not come on here create a podcast based on a science fiction podcast based upon Star Trek and try and act like the big uh, expert that knows absolutely everything about the show and I'm far from it I'm very very surface level at the moment and really getting into this podcast has just given me an excuse to get on there on a real deep dive on a lot of the shows but I've always enjoyed the original series and you know I do believe I've seen every episode at some point in my life but uh I'm hoping that there's a few in there that I haven't seen, but I'm definitely, I'm really looking forward to getting and to seeing the, we do have, whenever we get to the end of the run of episodes here on the original series, I do have the DVD box set sitting here of the animated series. So I'm dying to get into that there. Now I know they're all available on Netflix at this point, but I literally, about three weeks ago, at this point, I was online one night, uh, Amazon, and I was searching through some of the my lists on there, and I had put on a few of the shows, a few of the series, you know, DS9, Voyager, and all that good stuff. And just with what happened here, and I, I can't speak for any other regions on the planet, but here in the UK, we actually lost... Uh, Star Trek Picard and Star Trek Discovery and everything off Netflix. They didn't renew it, and that might be a worldwide thing. But I'm just thinking to myself, okay, currently here in the UK, we have access to all the original shows as far as the original series, the animated series, Voyager, DS9, Enterprise is all on Netflix right now. But I'm just, at this point, I'm playing it safe. You know, we're going to lose the. The new Star Trek, what's going to stop him from taking the old Star Trek off? So I actually bought, for the first time ever, all the box sets of Star Trek. And it's just, that's a joy to look up onto the shelf there and just see them all lined up back to back. So, yes, we're going to be doing this twice a week. All been well, so if you're a big fan of Star Trek, please bear with me. Uh, come on the journey with me as we chat and enjoy the episodes together. And uh, yes, we will be breaking off for some other science fiction stuff, probably on random Saturday episodes. Uh, I'm still playing about with that at the moment. So I might actually uh, put a few names under a hat and pull out a series at random. We'll do that on, do that on a Saturday. So that's going to do it for this episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it and please follow the show written review, all that sort of good stuff. And uh, check out coinsagemedia.com for all the other stuff that I'm doing online. I'll talk to you in the next episode. This has been a production of Coins Age Media. Thank you so much for listening. 